live. We live. All right, we live everywhere. We are live everywhere, TP. <coughs> get the, yes, get the sir. Right. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. That's a beautiful time. Let's we'll go ahead and get this thing started. Oh, you know, Marlo started this. Marlo started this. Blame Marlo. Yes, sir. It's another one. Two men strong, one man down, one man on the way. It's another one. Gathering an old man podcast. Oh. TP, TP. Violence. Violence is the word of the day. TP. Who wanted with Debo? Who wanted? Correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. Florida State beat LSU last year. And another win this year. You're wrong. I'm sorry, I was wrong. I'm wrong. I'm I'm sorry. LSU beat LSU last year. Oh no, no, no. The scoreboard said Florida State won. <laughs> oh, I know what the scoreboard said, but I watched that game start to finish. It, it, it don't matter. I, I watched that game start to finish, and LSU lost that game. We gonna spin the block again and beat their ass again. I ain't never seen a team so depend so 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 ready to give a game away. My God, Florida State! If you play like you did last year, it's gonna be an L. It's gonna be hell. That is a fact. Because you know, TP, I bought me some real estate signs. What we saw was a young Brian Kelly team that wasn't. They mm-hmm. they didn't have any experience together. You mm-hmm. can tell that that the defense was primarily sophomores and juniors getting their first starts. That was that was the majority of their defense, and it showed. Why they rejected you? Which is which is why LSU, as the year went along, they got better and better and better. So now we coming into the second game of this series, but y'all playing it at y'all home stadium, or y'all playing it in y'all home state. 
Imagine, just imagine, chaos. LSU somehow miraculously pulls a rabbit out the ass and beat us. Do you think Mike Norville gets on the bus back to Tallahassee? He ain't had no choice. It's the first game. I feel like if he loses any winnable games this year, off with your head. Describe a winnable game. LSU, with the additions that we have this year, and we're talking about NFL-ready wide receivers, and you have a legit third-round draft pick at left tackle. You cannot lose this game because you're not passing the ball. We know you can run the ball. That's not a problem. You got to be able to throw the ball. And you have an experienced quarterback that has a very good arm. There's no excuse. But you said a winnable game. If you look at yeah, y'all's schedule, you winnable game. You, if you look at y'all's schedule, <laughs> there is no unwinnable game on there. I would agree. LSU is probably the best team on y'all's schedule. Mm-hmm. But you said, should he get back on the bus? Of course he should get back on the bus. You got an ACC to go win. Look, I tell you what, even if y'all lose the, the LSU game, if you go out and win the next 11, that buys you a ticket into the ACC championship game. And in that, in that ACC championship game, you have the opportunity of jumping into the top four and making a playoff. Take what you can from the LSU game and build on it, win or lose. TP, you trying to be reasonable. I'm being realistic. I'm, I'm being realistic. Looking at y'all's schedule, LSU is the toughest team on that schedule. But you said if, you you said if he doesn't win winnable games, but the LSU game – it's probably the least winnable game. This is the first time I'm going to give Mike Norville some credit. He's going into this game, NFL ready pass rush, NFL ready linebackers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am not going to say that the secondary is NFL ready, but they are. Very good. So, now that I know that, I know we can score. We didn't have a problem scoring in 85% of the games last year. I know scoring, we should be in that mid-50 to probably upper 20 scoring-wise in the nation. My only concern is special teams. With that being said, he should be able to jump on LSU early. If he's able to jump on LSU early and he don't do that crazy stuff he did last year, this is a home winnable game. It's in Orlando. This is a winnable game. It is winnable. Now, Y'all don't have any unwinnable games. 
the unrealistic side of this is is this. We've gone through. Well, I'm gonna go to the financials. <clears throat> Football is a revenue generating sport. It is Florida State's largest revenue generating sport. Take our softball team, who's playing tonight in the College World Series. They are dependent on the football team to do well because that funds other programs. Correct. We haven't been doing well, TP. Last year was the first decent bowl game we went to. Mm -hmm. A playoff game with this new revenue-sharing model that they set up in the ACC would do wonders for Florida State Athletics. So when I'm, when I'm unrealistic, I'm unrealistic thinking about all the other programs that need the football program to do well. Because the men's basketball up until last year have been holding up their end of the bargain. It's the football team that's not been holding up the bargain. So if everybody's wondering why like I am unrealistic sometimes or hyper-aggressive when it comes to this particular coach, Milo just chimed back in. Hold on, let me get him in here. It's because of the revenue that's involved. I would say... So, I would say it's more that you're idealistic. Because you try to you're 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 looking at best case scenarios. Best case scenario, right? Best case, Florida State does well, other programs get money, they do well as they do well also, which requires less donations from boosters. To allow them to have the type of equipment and you know facilities that you would expect from a top program or a top school. Is that is is, is uh, am I on the right track? You hit you hit the nail on the head. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> also, it'd be lovely lovely to spend a block and and get another win against LSU because that would then prove that. The SEC is trash because we beat up on two SEC teams in the same season. Well, well hold, hold on now. We're not going to say the SEC is trash if they the cream of the crop. Who are we keep on? We want everybody. We're not going to do that because where are the NFL programs looking to get players from? Who are they talking to? They're talking to SEC coaches. That used to be us. They getting their background information because those are the best coach players in the country. The best coach players. You know what you said that so you said coach. Yes. So if we don't do what we're supposed to do, it's the coach. No, you have to though. You have to. Because that is a pipeline that is built. Because when you know that your players coming in from the draft have been coached in a way that is similar to the NFL, they are the most NFL ready. I'm going to get the most bang for my buck out of these players. Now, there are generational talents that can come from other conferences. I'm not saying that the other conferences ain't coached, that they don't have good players. Because there are talented players all over the country. 
what I'm saying is the best coach players are in the SEC. That is the hardest division to win. It has historically been proven over the last 15 seasons that the SEC has produced the most NFL-ready players. These are facts. And we're getting wins, so we're coming. We on the way. Now the ACC can reform can can, can report back to their former glory, but what I've seen is the ACC normally only has one or two good teams. It's not a conference full of beasts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You might have a Clemson go undefeated two straight seasons, but what's the rest of the conference doing? Getting beat up on by this one team. They're only lost to Bama in Georgia over three seasons. You know? Well, I'll say this. Wake Forest cannot be the hurdle. If Wake Forest is the hurdle for us to get into the playoffs, we got to start looking at our leadership. But I, um, I'll go ahead and move on because I know Marla want to talk about this. FAMU has, FAMU baseball team has won the SWAC and have moved on to the Super Regionals at UF. Mullo, this your time to shine. See that? Y'all thought it was a game. Y'all thought we was play, play, pimping. Yeah, I don't even know why they just. First of all, we built for this. This is this is what we do. It should be. It should not be. It's a pass. We've been doing it all season, running through the swag. So yeah, look, girl, you don't want somewhere. Don't get two chops to the throat. And I'm not advocating violence against your children, but sometimes a well placed chop will hush them up for a little bit. Just saying. But yeah, we do this. This is how we built. Oh. All right. Does it make it any better that y'all beat that school in Daytona? I, it ain't my fault. This, this is why people can't run for Congress. Because pick up everything. Is Wayne Brady going to have to choke a bitch? Oh, oh man! I'm well, just saying they are playing for the shot at the College World Series. So let's wish them well. But another news: the Florida State women's softball team is playing in the College World Series. We're playing Oklahoma State tonight at eight twenty. We need that W. Double Elimination Tournament. We need to get. We want Oklahoma. That's what we want. Y'all want the Sooners. We gotta get through that state. Y'all want the Sooners, huh? We want them. I don't like. I don't like nothing about the Sooners. I hope y'all beat them. We gotta get through these Cowboys. Maybe have to. No, I think uh, Stanford going to be in the loser's bracket. So, if we get through Oklahoma State, um, 
we'll probably have Stanford or one of the other SEC schools, and then we'll get Oklahoma. Do you think Oklahoma State should have like a a slash for the title of their team? You don't think it should be gender appropriate? I don't are they cowgirls? I don't know if they're the cowgirls. I don't I don't wanna insult them. I don't know if they're the cowgirls or not. I'm just I'm just saying, because that's one of those names that, you know, could be found gender yeah. inappropriate. Yeah, because um when I was at state, there was a big thing about Lady Knowles. So Yeah, that's like a real question. Mm. I think we lost. I don't know. He's right there. Did he leave? Got no Marlo, get, on, get on the Wi Fi. <clears throat> there he is. Get him hardwired in. Yeah, that's, that's the next goal. That's the next goal. You know what? We go, we gonna, we're not going to talk about that right now. So, TP. That graphic is wrong. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have a a terrible graphic. The Heat wins the Eastern Conference. As I say it, you were sweating. No, not when we was up three zero. You were sweating. They could have won. won. You were sweating <laughs> when it was three three though. Hitting Boston. You sweating. Boston has the worst home winning percentage in the playoffs. Jason Tatum does not sprain his ankle in the first minute of that game. They wouldn't get what they wouldn't have got blown out. I think it was a lot deeper than that. They would have lost. Because Jimmy Butler and Bam Amadeo. Played like ass. Mm-hmm. They were terrible. I mean, I was about to have, so I was about to call down there and check the goal to make sure there wasn't a lid on it. My God, they could not put the ball in the basket. They just couldn't do it. If it was not for Caleb Martin, the Miami Heat would be sitting at home tonight. Caleb Martin just got him a check. Oh, yeah, somebody it would have been any point guard against Boston. Let's just be honest. No, no, he plays special. I'm not giving, I'm not, I'm not doing that. He played, I'm not saying he didn't play special. I'm not saying that. I'm saying for the last four seasons, the point guard position has been the issue issue for the Boston, Boston Celtics. They have yet. To figure that out, mm. you got six hundred million dollar wings, but you can't find a point guard. What you gonna pay him? They didn't try it, everybody. They didn't try Kyrie. You gotta get rid of Marcus. They didn't. Who you gonna get? Get rid of him. I don't I don't know what trade pieces the Celtics have. 
I think they still got some left over from Danny Ainge. I would holler at Porton and be like, hey, what you want for Damien? <laughs> First of all, it ain't going to happen. Second of all, it ain't going to happen. I don't even know why that's even Taylor discussed. Brown for Damian Lillard. Wow. That's a hard decision for me. Why? Because Brown can guard everybody. Five seasons. What have you won? That ain't, that ain't because of his lack of defense or his lack of offense. Then what is it? It's because he ain't got the pieces. And how you gonna get the pieces? They, they have yet to to have a top tier point guard. They have yet to have a top tier center. Al Horford ain't the answer. He's sixty years old. So he's younger than LeBron. My point exactly. He's 60 years old. And he is not LeBron James. There's <laughs> a lot of players in the league younger than LeBron that ain't LeBron. I'm just saying he's not he's not that old. But he's not Yeah, Zion Williams younger than LeBron. How many how many minutes he didn't play? <laughs> so you don't you don't think the uh the other kid with the dreads feels the role as a paint present? Williams? Yeah. Yeah. How often does he play? Not enough. He did an excellent job defensively this series. Bam played yeah. the worst he had done all postseason going against Williams. I agree. Williams long. And got hops. But yeah, we issue, need to give him the issue with their team is Jalen Brown. Because when Jason Tatum get hurt, nobody stepped up. You supposed to be the number two. If Michael would have had a bad day, Scotty would have went off. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When LeBron played with Kyrie, when LeBron had a bad day, Kyrie dropped 40 on him. When, when, when Kobe and Shaq was on the same team, if Shaq had a bad day, Kobe had 40. If Kobe had a bad day, Shaq had 30-20. You know, you can't have a Batman and Robin without a Robin. And Jalen Brown ain't it. So, yeah. He gonna go somewhere and get that check, though. And then, and then the... the but not having a facilitating point guard. Still, Marcus Smart ain't it. We've been saying it for years. You know when the Celtics last won a championship? They had a facilitating point guard in Rajon Rondo. That's what he did. He played defense and he facilitated. He had Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, (laughs) and Garnett to pass the ball to. And he did. And he made sure they got it. And when he needed a bucket, you need a mid-range. You need you a floater off the off, off the pick and go. When they when they when they crashed down on, on Garnett, Rondo was smart enough to keep the ball and put it in the bucket. 
Marcus Smart can't do that. I got no argument here. I just I feel like I've been saying this for years now. It's it's it's, it's been some years. Been saying it. So The Heat didn't just expose the coach. It didn't just expose the players on the court. They exposed the front office. Mm. You do not have the horses you think you have. Because if you take Tatum and you take Jalen Brown away, the starters are trash. So that that front office got exposed. And I've been very blunt about how I feel about the head of basketball operations. He literally failed up. He went from a coach who couldn't take the team to a championship to the GM. GM or head of basketball operations. And what was his first major move? Getting rid of M.A. Udoka. And it was fine throughout the season. Because throughout the season, coaches don't really break down other coaches. Eric Spolster got in this playoffs and said, little boy, go sit down. So... Boston, like Boston got what other coach? What other coach in the playoffs got more playoff experience than Eric Spoelstra? I'm trying to think. It's huh? a very, 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 very short list. Steve, so, Steve Kerr, even with the championships he's won in Golden State, doesn't have as much playoff experience as Eric Spoelstra. Nope. Fact. And then you put Steve, you put Eric Spoelstra with the president of basketball operations of Mr. Riley, who is silently that dude upstairs. He's the basketball like goat. Yeah, he's something different, bro. Right. We we talk about. Let's stop talking about Phil Jackson. He's not that dude. Pat Riley's that dude. Because Pat Riley did it as a as he was on a championship team as a player, was a championship coach, championship head of basketball operations. Phil Jackson got in the front office and just effed up the Knicks. Sure. Frank Neela Keenly. I'm I'm, going to get off there. Before we go to the Western Conference, I got some questions, y'all. Got some questions. Um, Scotty Pippen has been making his way around podcasts again. 
And before, it was like a little salt. <laughs> but this dude had the audacity to say that before he got to the Bulls, Michael Jordan was trash. I mean, how many playoffs wins did they have before Scotty? Scott? I'm, I'm sorry. So let me get this straight. I'm going to start with the Celtics team when he got there because that was the number one team. Mm-mm, mm-mm. We ain't talking about that. No, we're, talking talking about, about, no, we're talking about that. His, we're talking about that. Because y'all make it his effect on the His effect on the Bulls. His effect on the Bulls. He was their number one draft pick. My point exactly. He, he was the number one draft pick. And then. Reggie was the two they, guard the year before. They were winning. Between 83 and 87, the Bulls did nothing. Right? Even got even got even got swept two times in there. Michael did when he made it to the playoffs. But that was in the era where the first round was a five game series, not a seven. So he was beat three zero and out. Um to say that he was trash. I, you know, no, I would. He turned. That I, I would never say Michael. He turned that franchise around because the Bulls were a losing organization for decades before Michael came. A lot of people like to just look at, oh, he didn't win a championship until so and so happened. But let, let's look at the Bulls organization prior to Michael Jordan. There's a reason they had the the they they kept having top draft picks. They had been terrible. Do, do you Green, know they start the, winning? The the last before Mike, the last Hall of Famer the Bulls had before Mike was Artist Gilmore. That's insane. And I like Reggie Theus, but he wasn't no winner. Nah. He wouldn't, be, so, he wouldn't be a point guard in today's NBA. He's too slow. So I'm just I'm trying to figure out why these content creators keep putting Scotty up here to look crazy. Because let's just tell the truth. Scotty criticism of Michael Jordan was light. And he was still saying that Michael Jordan was the GOAT up until, oh, man. Listen, Mike's son is putting a pipe to his ex-wife, and that dude has been on a scorch scorch earth campaign ever since. Like, it's the level of hate. TP on every podcast. Like, even LeBron be like, come on, man. Do you think that he's bitter because since he played with Mike, 
he doesn't get the credit he feels he deserves. So here's what's crazy, right? Scotty was a, a NBA All-50 player. He was All-Pro several times. He was, at one point, the league was calling him the second-base player in the league. So I'm not sure what the issue is. Dude, you you were celebrated. This ain't he ain't Joe Dumars. We celebrated him. Like before there was a three and D dude. A three and D dude is what Scotty Pippen is. That's what we described as a three and D dude now. That's Scotty Pippen. So I'm not understanding. Like, dude, you signed that contract. You didn't have to sign that contract. You could have got paid, but you chose to sign that contract. And everybody told you not to sign that contract. So I don't understand the bitterness. We all have bad breakups. We all do. I went through a bad breakup. That don't make Mullo a bad podcaster. Because I went through a bad breakup. That's crazy. I don't know what I just did. I don't think. Oh, what happened? Was it really a breakup, though? What no, the was hell? it really a breakup? Because they played together for what? Almost 10 years. Oh, no, no, no. I'm referring to Scotty Pippen's actions after the divorce. And even more so after Michael Jordan's son started dating his wife. He has been on. First of all, Michael Jordan's son is going to have worms mess around with that old woman. I don't care how fine she is. The age gap, like, Scotty wasn't robbing the cradle. She ain't no young tenderoni. Like, I don't understand. Go ahead. Ball out. Scotty Pippen can go anywhere and get any chick he wanted to. First of all, he's still a millionaire. And second of all, he's Scotty Pippen. What are you worried about that for? Well, you know how... I don't understand. You, you, you know how jealousy and, you know, bitterness can affect a, a man's judgment? Uh-uh. Because I'm not built like that. You may not be. There are a lot of petty people in the world. And that, that, that's yeah. literally what this is. This is this is pettiness at the highest level. That's absolutely petty. You know. Why? Because why? me, I'm like and then shame shame on the people for even asking these questions. Because they are it's essentially the people that are opening Pandora's box. Now, once this box is open and you start asking questions, you're either going to get a petty answer or a real answer or something that's trying to be politically correct. But you'll never get the combination. You'll never get the true answer because there's always motivations 
no matter how you slice it. It's either personal motivation, you trying to save your legacy, or you're trying to put yourself on a higher pedestal by saying he was trash before you got there. That's basically saying he's nothing without you. But what does that say about you? Did you do anything before y'all got together? When he retired for two seasons, did you win a championship? No. Y'all got knocked out the playoffs both times. Even though y'all won 50 games and y'all were a pretty formidable team, let's not forget you never won a championship without Michael either. I'm just going to call a spade a spade. You was a you was a very talented player, probably the best two-way player the game has seen up until this point because Kawhi Leonard and Jimmy Butler will give you a run for your money. But at the end of the day, Scottie Pippen never won a championship without Michael. This is a fact. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. But... I, I leave Scotty alone right now. I just it's it's sad when your your heroes just go left. Well, they say you run my hero. They say you should never meet your idols. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So we got to talk about it. LeBron got swept again, man. So what? So what did he get swept at? What did he get swept at? The Western Conference Finals. I'm just saying the Western Conference Finals. They went from like what? When they like the 13th seed? Yes. Yeah, they the play in. Yeah, they was in the play in. And got to the Western Conference Finals. Yep. So I'm just wondering. What what was the bad bad about that? Who was you keeping on this squad? Because you know and I know LeBron is going to be trying to whip up something, a master plan, and it's going to be somebody that ain't going to stay on the island. Somebody getting voted off. I mean, somebody. But who, who, are they, who are they paying? Nobody. AD and LeBron. AD and LeBron. So who they got to get rid of? Somebody ain't coming back. I mean, I think, I'm sure. I think that's obvious, though. With Even the coach said, we're going to try to keep the majority of our young core together. He didn't say we're going to keep everybody. He said <laughs> the majority. So that tells me right there that somebody gets to go. D'Angelo Russell gets to go. I, I've said it so many times. And then when you look at the stats of how well the team does with him on the court, versus off the court. They were minus 49 with him on the court in that series. Y'all realize, y'all understand that. That is how detrimental to the team he was. I'm not sure his agent <laughs> is still his agent right now. I think his agent Why not? Check his what the agent got to do with his horrible play? Look, they was like, after the game three loss, D'Angelo Russell came back out to the court that night to shoot around. And I was like, oh, that's cute. They still finna get swept. Yeah. <laughs> that's cute. 
He showed up early today. Maybe he shoot around. Oh, maybe maybe he'll be in Orlando. That's cute. What? What the hell you said? But no. No, that was in Orlando to go to Disney World or Universal Studios. Even even uh wet wet and wild, he can go over there and they ain't even there no more. He better not set foot near Airway Arena. The Denver Nuggets were and are the deepest team in the NBA playoffs this season. I agree. Said it from round one. Now for the seventh seed to make it to the Western Conference Finals, you would expect a seventh seed to get swept in the first round, but somehow they made it, right? The athleticism of the Denver Nuggets was on showcase. The lack of size the Lakers had versus Jokic was on showcase. If the Lakers want to do anything in the offseason, they better go get them somebody big enough to at least slow down Jokic because he's still going to drop 30. Maybe not let him get 20 rebounds a game. You know what I'm saying? Because every time a shot went up, if Jokic was in the paint, the ball was going back to the Nuggets. Can we... Can we get this man his due? He should have been MVP this year. Why? Because in the finals, because he's the best player in the NBA. Yeah, I don't think he was. I don't think he was the most important person on the team. Wait, what? You take Joel Embiid off the 76ers and the 76ers don't even make the playoffs. I'm glad you brought up the 76ers. Guess who's a coaching well, candidate for the 76ers? I just don't know how I feel about my MVP giving me a goose egg and then saying somebody else got to show up. Yeah. that I lost all respect. I just think you got to look at the totality. You don't even look at the playoffs for MVP, though. Joel Embiid. No, you don't. You don't. You look at regular season, and the Denver Nuggets had the number one seed. Exactly. Yes, in the West. No, they were number one overall. If you take Jokic off of that team, they still make the playoffs. They might make the playoffs. They might. It's a good. It's a good possibility. But they don't. They don't get the number one seed. That's like saying Michael. When he won his MVP, he wasn't the MVP. If you take them off those teams, they still won 50. That happened. The year after his MVP season in 93-94, he retired after that championship. They still won 50. Was Michael not the MVP, though? He averaged 35 points a game, six assists, two and a half steals. Was he not the MVP? Mm-hmm. So I think the same goes with Jokic. I think Jokic could easily be the MVP every season if the Nuggets are the number one seed. Now, if the Nuggets ain't the number one seed, then we got to start looking at the other team. You know what? 
No, no, no. I'm going to do this. I, I'm doing this wrong. Jokic has been healthy over the last three seasons. He has been a points, rebound, and assist machine over the last three seasons. He has shown up. Even when his teammates were injured, he has shown up. Now he has a healthy squad. And he doesn't deserve the MVP. That's crazy. Because your boy, your boy, Jamal Murray, ain't been healthy. That's been the the crutch stopping them from getting to that next level. Getting them to the point where they at now. Is the fact that they have a healthy Jamal Murray. But if you take Murray off the team, they're still really good. That's just Jokic's Batman, and he's shown that he can do it. I think in I think in Game Seven, uh, Murray had twenty six in the first half, first quarter. It was something crazy where he just came out blazing. That takes mm-hmm. a lot of pressure off of, off of Jokic. Mm-hmm. And anybody that's matching up against Jokic, quit trying to put fancy moves on him. He not going nowhere. What you shot faking for? You might well well not even pump fake because he's not going to jump regardless. He's going to put that body on you, wait for you to miss, and it's it's a wrap. Mm -hmm. But we'll, we'll, we'll move on from that. We'll go back to this this hot mess in Philly. And again, TP is gonna learn love to hear this. Mike D'Antoni is the head coaching candidate that Philly is looking for. Who is James Harden's guy? If Mike D'Antoni is the head coach, I don't think they make the playoffs. They'll make the playoffs. He's a great regular season coach. And then he gets what in the first round? No, nah, they probably make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. And then it's twenty-seven three. This is the same coach that led James Harden and Chris Paul miss twenty-seven threes in a row and blow a three-one lead on the Oklahoma City Thunder. That's that that that's this guy. First of all, as a head coach, if if you if we had missed ten, I even give you fourteen. And you still hoisting them up. You gonna come sit over there by me? <laughs> what, what's your player status? Yeah. He kept telling them to shoot. This is Mm-mm. the problem. When they do the yeah. little the timeout, asking the coach, you play to win the game. He's telling them to still shoot. He told them to still shoot. Yeah, they would have been so mad at me. You can't Time out. Even, you can't even bench the right. players when he told them to shoot. The offense was drawn up for them to shoot. Mm-hmm. Even if the logic is you can't miss them all, they was missing them all. They missed them all. 
Yeah, they'd be so mad at me. <sighs> they still miss the yeah. ball. So this guy. It was it was horrible. Oh my god, it was bad. Not um oh god, who I want to think of. There are other coaching candidates that should have a shot at this job. And we just gonna retread old behind Mike D'Antoni. He has single-handedly been responsible both he's been responsible for most of the overrated MVPs in NBA history. So you call the Steve Nash an overrated MVP? I said what I said. Oh shit. So I knew it was coming. Who was uh, he? I, I I don't think Steve Nash should have won MVP that year. He Absolutely not. Kobe. He stole one from Shaq. Yeah, that definitely shouldn't have happened. Here we go. <laughs> Didn't he average 13 assists that season? Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. As a point guard who, you know, ran a fast-paced offense, he should have. Didn't the Suns have the number two seed in the West? Yeah, what happened? I ain't thought this ain't no my playoffs. Did you just say no that ain't my playoffs? <laughs> it is not about playoffs. But it's not about playoffs. We talk about the regular what, season. So anything what, that happened after the season ended is what, irrelevant. Was Shaq was Shaq not the most dominant player in the in the league? I mean, he 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 was sharing the spotlight with Kobe. I would. Just, what I'm saying was he not the because, because was he not the most dominant player in the league. Like I mean, a lot of people would football. say that Kobe was just as dominant that season. But that's my point. So why is get it over them too? They should have been. MVP A and MVP B. We don't that we don't do that though. See that that is the problem. You have Kobe and, and Shaq on the same team. They're gonna split votes. So what what happens? That leaves the third guy to win it. Steve Nash. And so everybody know <clears throat> that year Steve Nash won the MVP, the first one was the first year that they started emphasizing the no-handshake rule. So not only was little dude just running wild and free, nobody was allowed to touch him. And it was a 93% free throw shooter. So if you did follow, it's guaranteed two points. And if you want to know how this rule changed, Jerry Colangelo was on the rules committee. Google it. Associated with NBA basketball oh, or USA basketball and the Phoenix Suns. That rule change, he championed, and it changed how basketball has been played ever since. Mm-hmm. So, fuck Steve Nash. 
You have a whole lot of hate in your heart, sir. Sound real bitter. I am. You really need to um you you really need to get on the couch or something. Because you you should I not walk. Who is the material? What? Steve Nash ain't did nothing since he got fired as a head coach. And now we talking about him. Steve he's Nash probably, sitting at the house. He coaches like little league girl soccer. And he like <laughs> Steve Nash like me. I ain't in the NBA no more. I ain't got nothing to do with nothing. He been coaching the league soccer. The rest of us. <sighs> All right, so quick score update: the Nuggets are up twenty-seven twenty. Um, keep changing the softball. Florida State was up two zip. Yep, we still up two zip. I just kind of top of the second. So, um, I think there might be. Did Nick Nurse just become the head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers? He did. Who? Nick Nurse. The dude that just got fired from the Milwaukee Bucks. Is the head coach of the 76ers. He's he's gonna try and sell James Harden. Oh, thank you, God. Thank you, God. So the question is, gentlemen, does James Harden go to um go to Houston or does he stay in Philly? Neither. Then I bring his ass back down to Houston. How you really feel about it? You're waiting outside his house with a marching band every night. No sleep. Matter of fact, that probably won't even do nothing because he ain't going to be there. He's going to be at a strip club. Wow. <laughs> I got to go yeah. to when he's trying to sleep. Damn. Man, he be in a strip club doing the Lord's work. <laughs> Putting each other to school. Exactly. You think NIL is lucrative? <laughs> Go work at Magic City on the James Harden night. <laughs> your, your future is secure. 
better not bring his ass back to Houston. <laughs> James Harden gonna be in. He gonna be in LA. Wait, what? You seen a player? How many times you seen a player get booed by their own crowd before the season started? And that was in the strip club. Yeah. He gonna be in LA. I can see him going to LA. I can see him going to LA. Somewhere where he ain't gotta handle the ball as much. Even though he did have ten assists, ten he averaged ten assists a game this season. But when it came clutch time in the in the postseason, he just can't get it done. If you're looking for a player to get you over the hump, he's not it because he disappears in game sixes and sevens. See, you got you, you got to get the win before you get there. <laughs> That's the problem. Y'all gotta just hope y'all don't go to game seven, and if y'all do. Keep him, keep him, keep him on the bench because he's not gonna help. He'd be more of a detriment than a positive. Yeah, I think if James Harden started working out, like really working out to be good, he would be. He does work out. No, his workout is different. You can't work out throwing ones. That's that's not a real workout. He be working out his throwing arm. And I'm not talking about to throw passes. I'm talking about to throw money at the strip club. <laughs> Gotta be able to get them hundreds all the way to the stage. <laughs> I don't know. If anything, they might just go ahead and eat his contract and keep him there just because that's the easiest route. And you ain't got to worry about replacing him at that point. Because if he's look, if you're looking at him to be your number two, um, and B got to – he just got to do it in game seven because you're not going to be able to rely on James Harden. I'm sorry. He's just, he just not. Here's the – what the hell? What if Dame Leonard the uh switch spots with James? So James Harden goes to Portland, David Lee goes to Philly? Yeah. Uh, Portland Trailblazer. I think I think Lee missed his window to be, you know, that guy. I think he's. I think he's past his window. He needs a number two, a good All-Pro number two. Yeah, not just another guy that can score. No disrespect to C.J. McCullough, but for how long were y'all together and never won? Yeah. No disrespect to him, you know, but they just didn't get a gun. You got two combo guards. Ready to take on the world, it ain't gonna work. That's for the, and for the same reason they didn't work. That's why the Wizards and John Wall and Bradley Bill didn't work. You can't just come out with two combo guards and think you're gonna be able to win. You gotta have depth. You gotta have shooters 
You got to have rebounders. You got to have a full, legit team. Yeah. Two combo guards ain't going to get it done. I think that's why everybody's so big on um, the Nuggets. Because they deep. That's my whole point. Like they they built different. You know, a death chart by definition is is death. Gotta have it. You know why the Astros won the World Series? They had the deepest bullpen. You know why the Eagles should have won the Super Bowl? Say should have. (laughs) But why they won the NFC? They have the deepest defense. Having depth yeah. matters. Absolutely. And in, the, and in the NBA, a sport where the ball don't stop moving, people get tired. You got to be able to bring in people that's going to still be effective. That's why I said the Knicks weren't going to make it far. I was like, Jalen Brunson can't play 48 minutes a night and y'all expect to win? Y'all going to kill that man. <laughs> man, out there running on fumes and y'all talking about, yeah, we coming back. We going to take it to a game seven. Bullshit. That man is tired. Like real tired. <laughs> he working all day in the cot field tired. Y'all slaving that man out. And y'all see what happened. R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle disappeared. Again. Again. But I, I wasn't trying to bash the Knicks or nothing. The deepest team in the NBA right now is the Denver Nuggets. They're long. They can shoot. They're athletic. They have everything you would want when you look at role players. That is why they're going to easily win this championship. I, say I don't easily. know about easily. I say easily because they will win it in six or better. Might be five. Might be five game. Might might be five games for one. At worst, four two is what I'm saying. At worst, four two, but it won't go seven. But the only reason I'm saying that is because I know the Heat ain't about to go quietly into that good night. I know that about yeah. them. over there. <laughs> They got, Kicking and screaming. They got kids on their team that were passed over by everybody. They not even supposed to be in the NBA Finals. Mm-mm. They ain't Didn't got shit to money. lose. If they lose the Finals, you can't say shit to them. Hey, we made it to the Finals. We weren't even supposed to be in the playoff. <laughs> they got nothing to lose. It ain't nothing more dangerous than a man that they got nothing to lose. Cause they really about that life. <laughs> they show they showed Milwaukee. Hey Giannis on there talking crazy. Asking <laughs> whether they asked him, was it a failed season? He said, Well, I got paid. <laughs> I don't even know where to start on that. Um, <sighs> he said, at least I got paid. He said, when you go to nah. work and you 
and you provide for your family, is that a failure? Woo! You are you are blurring the line, sir. So I mean, they might not want to ever ask me that question, especially if I lost. Oh my god! My answers would be a little colorful. It would be a little colorful. Yeah. All right, y'all. So Adam Silver says John Morant ruling will come after the NBA Finals. They better not suspend that man for no 40 games. First of all, the Players Association is going to sue if they do suspend him at all. Because him being on video with a gun wasn't illegal. It's not illegal. There's not even anything in the guidelines that say you can't do that. Hey, with a gun that he legally possessed. It's just the optics. That's all that is. You know, what is the what's the criteria? You know, what is the what is the basis? Most most punishments or most crimes have a clear punishment for the crime. You do this, this happens. There ain't nothing in there for this. Well, TP, I you think know. you was the one that brought it up last week that every time some shit go down, that same dude is around. He needs better friends. Bottom line. No, he needs to make better. He needs to be make better decisions. I don't think they got nothing to do with his friends because the, he the, made the, the decision. The decision to hang around them. Yes. <laughs> That's what I mean. They 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 19, 20 years old. It what are they gonna do? Their, it ain't it ain't just their age though. Look at look at what you're doing. You Absolutely. Know, and, 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 and here again, we have this 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 toxic relationship between hip hop and drug culture and the NBA. There is a relationship. We can't deny it. We see it as you know, you rappers want to be NBA players, NBA players want to be drug dealers. We see it. And when you get to that level and you still surround yourself with people that are making bad decisions. They're putting you in bad situations. So you have to choose your circle better. My mama taught me when I was little, if you surround yourself with criminals, guess what? You're going to be a criminal. If you Even if you ain't. Yourself, if you surround yourself with positive, like-minded people, then that's going to be the benefit to you. He needs better friends. I'm not saying that it's their fault. It's his for being around them. You are guilty by association. And until he understands that you have to take accountability for your actions, which starts with the people you surround yourself with, he's going to continue to be put in these type of situations. Hell, even your own family can be considered a detriment to you and you would need to separate yourself. Speaking from, I. 
Speaking from experience, his daddy. Speaking from experience, me and my wife and kids wasn't thriving the best being around my family. We got in the car and drove 16 hours up to Indiana, and we've been doing great. That was the decision I made for the betterment of my family because I understood boundaries. You have to understand that you can't be around everybody and expect to reach your full potential. So if he continues to be around these people that's continuously putting him on camera, doing stuff the NBA don't like, he's going to continue to find himself in these situations and his career will end which is a sad thing because I feel like he's probably the best young player in the NBA. Well, moving on to the NFL. The Patriots, Matthew Slater, is complaining about the new kickoff rule. And it's basically just the same as in college. You call fair catch, it goes to the 20-yard line. So, Matthew Slater is the 37-year-old son of Pro Football Hall of Famer Jackie Slater. And I guess somebody thought it was a good idea to put him in front of a camera and ask him about the rule. And this joker said that if the NFL cared about players, they would not give players such hoops about filing for medical claims, um, getting their disability, and all these other things. For those who don't know, these things are negotiated in a collective bargaining agreement. Who negotiates these things? The NFL Players Association. I don't want to hear shit from you about Thursday night football isn't good for players. You were able to negotiate the CBA two years ago. And y'all just caved like a just... I don't want to get some trouble. Y'all just caved. Well, you know what happened, right? You know what happened. Somebody said we might miss a paycheck if we strike, and they caved. Well, yeah, of course. But no, it's bigger than that. You see how much the salary cap goes up each year? Yeah. It's because of the TV deals that they have and the ability to have Thursday night games. So what they what happened was they told the NFL Players Association, if y'all want to do away with Thursday night football, well, the salary cap ain't going to go up as much. Millions of dollars ain't going to go up. That's what made them cave. It's always the money. I don't want to hear nothing. I don't, they can say what they want about this and that. Follow the money. Yeah. Just follow the money. But, um, it's just... This, this, been, this NFL Players Association crap been going on forever. Like, I'm... At this point, I'm tired of it. It should be guaranteed contracts across the board. There's no way y'all should be the number one sport in America. And you 
probably are the third best union. I'm going to go out on a limb and say the NHL has a better union than the NFL. But, hey, that's just me. TP? <laughs> Next season, the SEC is going to have an eight-game schedule. And the the Texas AD said, I'm sorry, the Texas A&M AD said, they hope they get an opportunity to play Texas as soon as possible. A&M don't want the smoke. They ain't want the they ain't wanted the smoke in 20 years. How many times we beat them on Cal Field? I don't want to hear that. Look. When y'all want it, but don't come for me if I ain't sent for you. <laughs> Please don't do that because you're gonna fuck around and find out. <laughs> that guy knew what's coming. They would have to understand some things, like. I don't, I don't even remember what Texas A&M record was last season, but it wasn't good. I think they won six games, six or seven. Yeah, it wasn't I good. Say they made a, I want to say they made a, they made a bowl game at seven and six. Or six. And now you calling that people? Well, they just they want to read. They want they, Hey, you, you have, you have a, uh, you know, you see that girl you used to talk to back in the day. You over here trying to get that old thing back. Look, we used to have a rivalry. It was probably a friendly, more of a friendly rivalry. We wanted to beat A&M. It was never as bloodshed felt as it is versus the Sooners. It's just the interstate rivalry that we had with A&M. They want that old thing back. That's all it is. And they might also feel like they got a chance of beating us because they struggling with everybody else in the SEC and they starting to rethink things. Like, man, they ain't hit this hard in the, in the, in the Big 12. They actually play defense over here. I know somebody <laughs> predicted on this podcast that they was going to be dead last in the SEC West. You know what, y'all? You know what? I wish all the bad things in life happened to Jimbo Fisher and nobody but him. Damn. That being said, his son, his treatments are working for his son, and that is a good thing. That being said, Fuck Jimbo Fisher. I, yeah, I don't like him. Never did. I, yeah, but I got to respect him. I, yeah, he got the best players money can buy. I, yeah, 
biggest payroll in college football. But they finished dead last in the SEC West. And I predicted it. Fuck out of here. Damn, Jimbo. Grown-ass man named Jimbo. But, but that was almost like predicting that the sun was going to rise tomorrow. Oh, he had the number one recruiting class. Uh, no, he didn't. Yeah, he did. Somebody lied. Georgia, Georgia did. did. Not this season. Last season. Last season, too. No more recruiting class. Remember, Nick Saban came out and was like, these teams paying players. And he threw Deion Sanders under the bus. But that wasn't because they had no more recruiting class. I thought Jimbo and Nick was going to get into a fisticuff. But it don't matter. I was right. Dead last. Best players money can buy. <sighs> Warms my heart. Now, on the Good vibes, good vibes. Uh, the game is 39-31. So the Heat ain't hanging in there. Yeah, they're hanging in there. They, they got fight. They got heart. You said 39? 46-37. Okay. So they they're down high. Yeah, they're still in the game. Man. Well, I'm afraid to do this. TP. Because when we do this, we unleash the beast. I'm trying to find out, Marlo, what Miyak Classic is on national TV. Since fam and that school of Daytona left. Um, I don't know. They probably have like a Christmas parade or something. Let us pray. They got like a um. Yeah, they got they got a couple things going on. Yeah, they got a few things, but ain't nothing around sports. Like, they probably got ice skating with the bison or come skip rocks with a, a bulldog or something. They probably got a few things, but it ain't nothing around sports. I, you know, uh, the NCAA has fishing. So, they got a lot of good lakes up in them parts. So they might got a hell of a fishing classic that is it probably be lit. But I don't get it. What are they trying to say? Um, what, 
So they're they've been trying to say that the SWAT is based on teams in rural areas and the MIAC has big cities. So I did some research. Orangeburg, South Carolina. That's huge. Huge. Um, um, I'm still trying to think. Oh, well, they got D.C. I, I don't know where North Carolina Central play at. Obviously I'm not in the city. Obviously. Oh God. You know what? Well, I don't even care that y'all at me. I don't care. And the reason I don't care, fam you and Bethune Cookman was the best thing y'all had for national coverage. Period. Wow. I mean, if I'm go, if, you had to I'm say the no cookman because they were like the second biggest school. But we should. We I'm, just, I'm, say this I'm just saying. Time. I know that school in that town. I just want people to understand what I'm saying to get the context. And, oh man, this is going to get ugly. I'm going to start a fight when I say this. The Florida Classic is the biggest classic in the world. Disney money is, is different money. NBC clearly is not trying to give GSU or Southern any money. I said what I said. The Autumn Hall about the Orange Blossom Classic. Is the third best classic in the state. And the only reason you relevant is because fam, you made you relevant. I said what I said. Yeah, I don't I'm really trying to figure out what classic the MIAC puts on that even is remotely close. Don't worry, I wait. Maybe it's one of the unsold out homecomings. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I'm just curious. We, we, like we, I tried to no bands. We we definitely ain't doing that. We they're not they they they, they know. We've been we've been we've been stomping the field with on the band tip in the MIAC for millennia. I don't recall France asking North Carolina a t to come over and play. That never happened. Matter of fact, there is no college in HBCU history that play in France. Oh, I'm trying. I'm trying to be. Or at multiple inaugurations or at multiple Super Bowls or anything. I mean, we can keep going on and on and on. I'm just, I'm just saying. 
Hell, Howard is in DC. And they ain't playing no inauguration. They weren't even asked to. Mullet just going for the gut. <laughs> All right, y'all. So I'm going to stop Mullet before he gets started. Oh, wait. One more thing. One more thing. Again, that school in Daytona. Oh, shit. I, I don't know where the Christian school, Christian values thing came from. I hear y'all talking. Y'all ain't exactly good Christians. I hear you in church cussing on first Sunday. So, stop trying to make it seem like fam, you just be beating up on y'all. That's just on the football field. If you don't talk on Twitter, it won't be no problem. And on the track, and on the basketball field, and on the baseball field, and in bowling, and in horseshoes, hack and sack. Like, we, we, who we is Jackson State be. Rival? Southern, Who's their rival? Maybe Grambling. I thought Grambling and Southern was rivals. They I are. didn't think Jackson State was relevant in anything other than the last two years to have a rival. Yeah, they weren't. Okay, all right. I mean, they just got a football field like three minutes ago. And they be talking about BCU like they something. Y'all just got a football field. Shut up. But I digress. Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time every week that we get some stuff off our chest. This week, I don't have a whole lot. I just, you know, it's pretty simple. TP was saving y'all earlier. Ain't no saving you now. LSU, your coach trash. He got a trash southern accent. He got a trash offensive scheme. Your uniforms trash. Your mascot trash. Your cheerleaders trash. Your fans trash. Like, I don't even know why they let y'all on Twitter. Y'all been quiet as first Sunday church mice. But y'all feel like y'all got a shot in the game. I at y'all. I hashtag y'all. Nothing. Just be quiet. Because for all of this hype about being in the SEC, y'all had Odell Beckham. Y'all had all these great football players and got one ring in the last 10 years. What? The mighty SEC. Yeah, Florida State keeps slapping SEC opponents around for fun. I mean, we just, we barbecued Gators the last three years. I know y'all Gator fans getting tired of y'all coaches getting fired. I should probably take Florida State off y'all schedule because 
this one gonna get fired too. But back to LSU, Mr. Kelly. I know you want to come to the SEC and improve your medal against the best SEC coaches. You can't beat the worst Florida State head coach in Florida State history. Maybe you should retire. I'm just saying. You got a nice suit. You know what I'm saying? Your, your record at Notre Dame was pretty decent. Don't tarnish your legacy by being down here and playing Florida State. Don't do it. If you quit before the game, there, there's no shame in that. There's no shame in that. I respect it. But I'll see you in Orlando. TP. First of all, AM, please stay in the child's place. Y'all went to the SEP and ain't done nothing. Don't come asking for smoke from us when y'all can't even win in y'all division. We no don't do that. Y'all trying to y'all trying to get that old thing back. Y'all trying to y'all 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 should have been trying to start a new flame. <laughs> but y'all did y'all 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 don't want no smoke, man. I'm just gonna tell you right here. But uh Denver Nuggets deepest team in the NBA they've been killing it. I called this months ago. But Miami got some dogs. This might turn out to be a very interesting finals. If the Miami Heat can fight, scratch, and claw themselves to a couple wins, might be interesting to watch. Nuggets still going to win, though. Just saying, if you ain't got nothing to do, you enjoy watching basketball, should be tuned in to the NBA Finals. Uh, last thing to note, we are in the month of June. One of my favorite months. Summer is upon us. It's here. If you out barbecuing, be safe. Make sure your grill is out. Many of people have put their grill next to their house and left it and burnt the whole house down. So please, Practice barbecue safety. Watch your kids around the pool. Please watch your kids around the pool. If you have a pool at home, know where your kids are at at all times if they cannot swim. Cannot preach that enough. June is also the month that we commemorate Juneteenth, Emancipation Proclamation, the freedom of our slaves. 1864, 1865. Um, we like to pay homage to those that gave the ultimate sacrifice and those that fought the good fight. We still continue in that fight today. It is not a perfect process. You know, it's crazy to think that almost 200 years later, we still have a lot of the same prejudices prejudices prejudice against us in this country that we like to call home shouldn't have to feel that in the country that you were born to and native to but it's something that we 
have always dealt with. Get your barbecue, get your grills out, have a good time for Juneteenth. That's all I got for y'all this week. We appreciate y'all listening and enjoying good quality conversation about sports. Thank you. All right. My turn and mine isn't going to be much different from my other colleagues here. Maybe a little. This month is is special to me because I'll be going to Vegas. (laughs) I don't know if y'all have been to Vegas, but I go to Vegas and I do Vegas differently than I do when I'm in Orlando. So if y'all in Vegas um, in June and just so happen to see me, just remember what goes on in Vegas, stays in Vegas. I don't need no Vegas snitches. I don't need nobody pulling out a camera. I'm like, you know, I just somebody happen to catch your glimpses. No. Don't do that. So when, when if you're in Vegas in June, I'll be in Vegas in June. I ain't saying when because I don't need no on-air snitches. Uh, just, just remember, enjoy yourself. Have fun. Enjoy it. It's going to be warm. It's going to be warm. But enjoy. And, and I just like to, you know, Put that out there for everybody in the atmosphere. Just know if you see something, you ain't got to say something. Just be quiet. Just Just be shh. But on that note, I'll holler. I ain't. Yeah, I'll holler, John. So I guess this title is What Happens in Vegas Stays in Vegas, TP. Just mind your business. <laughs> mind your business. <laughs> oh, my, teacher took, my mama told me to tell you to mind your <laughs> damn motherfucking business. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I would like to thank you guys for coming out to another gathering of Old Men Podcasts. Um, friends don't let friends become gators. Friends don't let friends go to any tiger school. Um, friends don't let friends, friends go to Daytona and let it lead a child after four years. <sighs> well, with that being said. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming out.